Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice, and I'm going to be glad in Him. Can I get an amen somewhere? Hallelujah. Well, welcome to the Advent season. What is the Advent season again, Tammy? It's joy. Joy, peace, love, and hope. But she thinks hope's the first one. Yeah. And we're hitting hope this morning. Come on now. He's the God of Elpis. He's the God of hope. 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 He's, he's not a God. Uh, he's not up there trying to look for ways to discipline you, beat you, and try to keep you out of heaven. He's a God that is, is on your side. He's got your back. Woo! Hallelujah. We were, we were in um, Westlock, Alberta last weekend. Tammy and I, we had a wonderful time, and uh, uh, Avis and Brian Logan are the pastors there, apostolic covering for the, for the church there, and they're an apostolic governing house over the region of Pemberton Hills, and uh, we had an, a number of significant miracles, um, and I just want you to begin to God is healing right now heart conditions. And, and this, we're, we're going to hit this really quickly right here in hard, fast, and furious. All right? Everybody close your eyes again. Everybody uh, bow, your, bow your head, close your eyes. Bow your eyes and close your head. No. Whatever you got to do, do not be looking around. But I, I just, and online too. And hear the word of the Lord. God wants to heal your heart today. He wants to give you a new heart today. He wants to set you free from your past completely. He wants to alleviate the sins from your life. He already paid the price for you to go free from your past sins. It's an unfair gospel from an unfair God who wants to give you beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for a spirit of despair, who wants to give you heaven instead of eternal damnation. And there's people in this room this morning, you're having, you're having heart troubles. Your heart is, is, is sick. Your heart is, is, is troubled. You, I had a heart attack, and I think my heart attack was mainly because of all the pressure I was under almost seven years ago. And I want to tell you, God wants to leave you. The God of hope wants to alleviate you of all the heart conditions that you're going through. So if you want to dedicate your heart to the Lord, if you want to give your life to Jesus this morning, in this room or online, just lift your hand as an act of faith. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, you can put your hand down. Woo! So many people. You, you, you're having, this God is about to heal you. You are, I want to say that after this day, you will not be incurably sick. You will not be in a place where you're desperately wicked. You're not going to be in this place. Say, Father God. Everybody say, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus. I come before you because of the blood and body sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son, Father. Is your only one. 
You sent Jesus to earth to pay for the price of my sins. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. Come into my life today. Become one with my spirit today. I want to be born from above. I want to be born from heaven. I want to be born of Zion. I want to be born of the spirit. I want to be born again. This day. So because of the blood of Jesus. Holy Spirit come into my life. Save me. Heal me. Deliver me. And give me a grace to serve you. I received this morning the spirit of righteousness. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, amen, amen, amen. Come on, give God a... Welcome them into the kingdom. Welcome them. You may have rededicated your life this morning. But if, if you don't have a Bible or you don't, you don't have a church, please, if you're in this area, come join us. Or find a, a local community that you can join, that you feel God calling you to. If you don't have a Bible, we will supply you with one. Come see Pastor Mark or myself or, or even Tom DeHaan. Um, or, come and see us and we would love to give you a Bible and we'd pray with you. And maybe we can connect you into a couple different ministries that we have here. But uh, love you guys. Come on, give them one more hand clap. Welcome them in. All of heaven rejoices. And you online, come on out, come on down. Come and get your Bible. And, and we would love to pray with you. Uh, send send a, a note in. Uh, inbox us. Say online that you gave your heart to the Lord. And we just, we just would love to just celebrate with you guys. So hallelujah. Anyway, we had so many amazing miracles that happened in um, um, Westlock. And um, there are miracles that are happening right now. So, Father God, I, I'm going to get to that in a minute, but we need to finish here. There, Father, I just speak to the heart conditions right now. There are people in here, Lord God, that, that are suffering underneath a heart disease, a heart defection, a, a heart breaking down. Father God, I'm asking right now a deliverance anointing to go in, a healing anointing to go into the hearts of people right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I command your heart to be healed and delivered and recreated in Christ Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Somebody was having actually some pains on the right side of your heart, and God just instantly healed that. Who is that? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Inevitably, you'll come up to me after, and then I'm going to punch you in the chest. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to, you're not going to come up to me, but I'm going to find you and punch you in the chest. No, just kidding. I'm kidding about both those things. No, but uh, yeah, receive that. Let me know. Let someone know that you're being healed. I also uh, was sensing that high blood pressure is being healed this morning. You're going to, I don't know if you test your high blood pressure on a, on a regular, if you have a blood pressure measuring machine at home or you have a doctor's appointment coming up. I feel that somebody has a, a doctor's appointment coming up in three days, and you're, you're going to go get your blood pressure tested. And the, 
And I, I believe that when you do, you're going to see your, your, your pressure of your blood come back more to normalized. Amen? So let us know about that as well. Hallelujah. Thank you, one person. Hallelujah. Thank you, two people. But there are generational traumas and cursings. I, I tell you, if I didn't have generational um, curses broken off of my life, I was, I was heading to be a wonderful, not wonderful, uh, an incredible, that would be better, uh, mess and um, just a, a walking accident. And uh, I'll tell you, God has so saved me and delivered me and healed me and broke off hereditary curses where I am not subjected to the sins of my forefathers. I'm not subjected to, to the sins of even my own past. I, I've been alleviated. The sin quotient has been solved. And his name is Jesus. <laughs> Somebody say Jesus. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, so, and rejection is, is being healed. You're going to feel so much more secure in yourself. You're going to feel so much secure in, your, in, in what you're doing. There's a security that is wrapping around you in Jesus' mighty name. So I'm, I'm tasked with the mission this morning to preach the word of God to you on, for unto us a child is born and Unto us, a son is given. And I don't know if you noticed out on the, the poster out front, it says for is in big letters and given is in big letters. And if you just look at it right, it looks like forgiven. Pastor Kevin actually did a tremendous job by creating that poster. You need to slap him a high five. When you go take a look at it, it's pretty amazing how that says. It says for unto us, this is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And let's just turn to Isaiah chapter 9, verse, I'm going to start in verse 5. Actually, verse 6, sorry. And Father God, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you that your word is a, a light unto our path and a lamp to our feet and a foundation to our lives and health to our flesh and strength to our bones. I thank you, Lord God, that, you're, that we're everything your word says we are, and we're becoming in this physical and soulish realm everything that your word says we can become. And Father God, I thank you that this morning we can have everything that your word says we can have. Father God, I thank you that your word this morning will not return to you void, but will accomplish what you desire and achieve the purpose for which you sent it. Father God, I thank you that after this message, we will go out with joy and we'll be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before us and all of the trees of the field will clap their hands in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Say, Father God, I decree and declare, Holy Spirit, Lord, over my mind, my will, my emotions, and my body. My body, my body is a temple of Holy Spirit. My body is not an incubator for infirmity. My body is not a sanctuary for sickness. My body, my body 
is the temple of the Holy Spirit. My body is the healed of the Lord right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So just before we get into the message this morning, I have this really cute video that I need to play for you. The, the videographer, is she still up there? There she is. Yes. I wonder what it would be like to be born in a manger. Yeah. Wonder whatever happened to baby Jesus. He, he grew up. What? Wait. So you're saying that the baby Jesus Christmas story is the same as the adult walk on water Jesus? Yeah. Thanks, honey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, I just never really put the two concepts together. <laughs> Wonder what happened to that guy, huh? <laughs> he, he went to the cross. That's the same guy? Yeah. So what you're saying is baby Jesus is the same as cross Jesus? Yeah. I mean, there's some time in there, right? I mean, he, he grew up, he taught people, he lived a perfect life. He died on the cross and came back to life. And, you know, now he lives in our hearts. That's the same guy? The Jesus that lives in our hearts? <sighs> okay, I was really, oh, wow. Okay, I never really put all those guys together, you know? Only one guy. I tell you this, here's an idea. Maybe we stop just making Christmas all just this once a year isolated thing, but we make it an ongoing story about the salvation in our hearts and lives. Up top. That's the idea. So, baby Jesus is, is, is the cross Jesus. <laughs> Same guy, okay? And, and so, this, this scripture here, it says in Isaiah chapter 9, says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7 says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Come on now, amen. Say, the increase of his government and peace and peace will never end. There will be no end. There will be no end. There will be no end. For unto us a child was born, and unto us a son was given. Jesus came as a seed, sown from heaven into the earth. 
I went up to Leslie Ann. I said, Leslie Ann, what are you sensing this morning? And she said, I said, if you get anything, let me know. And she came up to me. She says, I just see all these, these, these seedlings, these, these sprouts coming up out of the desert. And I said, isn't that something? Because my, the main part of my message is all about the seed. And I just say, I just thank God when he does that. That, that he's weaving a story this morning specifically for you. That Jesus was a seed that was sown from the heart of the Father as an answer. But the kingdom of God always comes as a seed. The kingdom always comes as a seed. Everything is in the seed. Say, say everything, everything is in the seed. Say, I am a seed. In the middle of the seed, and I'm going to break down what, what is the components of a seed this morning. I'm going to break this down for you, but you, you need to know that you are a seed. As Jesus was a seed, you are a seed. And you're being sown into your world on a regular. And a seed takes time. A seed must be cultivated. A seed must be placed in the right environment. A seed must be placed in a dark, cold place. A seed must be planted in the midst of darkness. Stop trying to get out of your problems. <coughs> Stop trying to get out of the darkness and bloom for Pete's sake. You are not blooming idiots. You're just blooming. I would use that terminology to describe somebody that wasn't acting very smart at times. But that's not who you are. You are, you are designed to be planted in the midst of darkness and begin to grow up and dominate the environment and be a shade of the atmosphere. Hmm. For unto us a child was born and Unto us, a son was given. Say, I've been given the son of God himself. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and nothing was made except it was made by a word. And 11 verses later, in the book of First John, uh, John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory of that of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus was sent as a seed into this world. He's as a vulnerable seed into this world. He was sent there. And let's just turn to the scripture in Luke chapter 2. The most famous of all stories about of Jesus. The best, the most historically accurate timeline of Jesus' birth into this world. Luke the physician writes... 
Do you know that the whole world, according to Romans chapter 8, is looking for, waiting for? In verse 18, the whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God, the children of God. The whole world is waiting for you, seed son. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, ladies specifically, don't be concerned about that word son. It's not, it's not gender specific. It, it is uh, the Greek word huios, which is a son that it takes on, a child actually that takes on the character attributes of the father. It's looking like, smells like, feels like, acts like, speaks like the father. That's what this, when it's making the reference that the whole world is waiting for a generation that will look like their father in heaven. The whole world is waiting for these seeds to be sown into the dark. You've been sown. Don't try to get out of your problems. Grow up bigger. In Acts chapter 17, I believe it is, it says that God prearranged, preordained your past. That God made every man and woman out of one blood and preappointed and prearranged the boundaries in which they should live. You are on purpose. You have been sent on time for a purpose, to fulfill a purpose with all the resources, more than you would ever need to fulfill the purpose. You've been sown into darkness. Don't be afraid of darkness. God uses it. We never, I, I, I tell my leaders when I'm, I'm training them, I, I said, we, we don't solve problems. We use them. I use problems because in the midst of a problem is a greater grace waiting to be activated. Can you hear the word of the Lord tonight, this morning? It's night somewhere. But here it's morning, Tammy's informing me. I travel a wee bit. <laughs> but we cannot be afraid to be in darkness. Several years ago, I was taking care of my father, and he just got out of jail. I'm driving down the road, and I'm embarrassed. Oh, it got quiet in here. Oh, dang, he's going vulnerable today. And I didn't want to take him places. I didn't want to be seen. Didn't want to sully my name. After all, as a pastor of power and preacher of the gospel. And, and I'm driving on the road and and the Lord said to me, he says, are you, are you afraid to be numbered amongst them like I was? Why am I saying that to you? Because don't be under condemnation. Don't be under shame of where you're in right now. Stop looking at your circumstances, your definition. The valley you're in, the pit you're in, is not your identification. 
your, your identification is, is who you are in. Not what you are in. Your identification is not what you're in, it's who you are in. Come on now. Say, I am in Christ Jesus. That's my identity. All the other things change, shift. All of them shift and change. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not rooted and grounded in my valley or in the trauma or in the rejection or in the lack. That's not my identity. That's not what I am made up out of. It just is stuff. Say to somebody, it's just a little bit complicated. Just a little, a little complicated. Long story short, I began to take my dad everywhere. I refused to be shamed. I refused to live in condemnation. I decided I was going to allow God to grow me up bigger than. Say, I'm a seed. I'm powerful. You just can't see me blooming yet. Hallelujah. Whole world's waiting for you. Your whole world is waiting for you. Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to skim through it a little bit for the sake of time because I only have three more hours and then I... <laughs> and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census took place, well... Quirinius was governor over Syria. Can I, can I say to you that Caesar Augustus, do you know who Caesar Augustus was at that time? He was the known ruler of the world, right? He decides that at the time of Jesus' birth, he's going to make a worldwide census. So this is going to be recorded absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt. The world leader said, I'm going to do a census. Do you think that was by accident? Oh, God just kind of stumbled onto that? Or do you think Jesus was sent on time for a time? Absolutely. Jesus was sent into the darkest moment of human history. If you read, if you study Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19, you see where Jesus reveals himself right in front of the gates of hell. Where they would throw babies to the, into the river that would come out of Mount Hermes. At the bottom of it was a hundred foot jut out that water would flow in and flow out. And they would throw babies as sacrifice to the god Pan. Don't tell me it's evil today. Don't tell me it's evil today. It was nothing compared to the 30,000 people that were being sacrificed in Mexico to their God so that they would have a harvest. 30,000 people in one day was happening at the time of Jesus' life on the earth. It was the most wicked moment in human history, and that 
place at the bottom of Mount Hermes was the most evil central place in the world. All kinds of perversions and evil would go on in front of the gates of hell. They literally, the neighbor of that, that um, cavern that the water came out of at the bottom of Mount Hermes was literally called the gates of hell. Why am I sharing that youth? Because that seed, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was sown into the world at the darkest moment of dark, the darkest times and in the darkest place in human history. Where do you sow a seed if not into the dirt, the ground, the dark place? Stop trying to escape from your problems and begin to grow up bigger because God is looking for somebody to have the audacity to grow up bigger and be the answer. You got to be somebody's 10 second, uh, 100 meter dash breakthrough. You got to be somebody's four minute mile breakthrough. When they see you breaking through, you will cause them to say, I have hope. And I want to tell you, if Barry, if God can take Barry and send him around the world and teach judges and lawyers and doctors and counsel them, he can do it with anybody. You're looking at something that's a little bit polished up, something's a little bit shined up, somebody that had a little bit of weeds, so I pulled a, and I, 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 I'm looking pretty shiny today, but I'll tell you, I would not want you to see me on my worst day. When I was still blooming. When I was still a little sprout. That the enemy is trying to crush with all of his might. But say I'm unstoppable. Because I'm a seed. The mustard seed, you sow it into anywhere. You can sow it on the side of a mountain. It will find the dirt. It will find the proper environment. And it will sprout, baby. I'll tell you, you can't. I, have you ever seen seed break through concrete? I have. Have you ever seen seed break through uh, 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 pavement? I, I have seen seed bust up rocks. Say, I can't be denied. Because I am a powerful seed. Come on, amen, somebody. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. So Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread. In Arabic, it means house of meat. Bethlehem. Beth house. So it was, verse 6, so it was that while that they were there, the days were complete for her to be delivered. And when they delivered, when she delivered Jesus, they took him, they swallowed, not swallowed him, they would do that later. And and you'll get the joke at the end of the service. They swaddled him, they wrapped him in this garment and they laid him in a manger. Does anybody know what a manger is? 
Like we have this, oh, this fluffy little hay and we have Jesus and he's glowing and he's set nicely in this, in this beautiful manger. But a manger, and we have a, a point uh, exhibit A over here. The, that, that manger is simply a feeding trough. They put Jesus, because there's no room in the end. There's no room for him. Come on. There was no room for him. Do you feel like maybe you've been like Jesus, that, that you've been rejected, that the spirit of rejection, I want to say you've been, you've been protected, not rejected. He puts you in the, in the feeding trough on purpose because you need to be a feasting table for the people in your spheres of influence. Say, I, I am salt and light. You're not, a, you're not a, a moonbeam. You're not a reflection of the light. You have become the light and you are salty. Say, I am tasty and brilliant. Come on, say, that's who I is. I'm tasty and brilliant. They what flavor do people have in their mouths when they leave your presence? Is it sour grapes? Or is it something that they can savor? For a season. Say I'm seasoning. Because I'm a seed. I cannot be stopped. He was put in a feeding trough. Lying in a manger. And the, the shepherds come. And, and, and suddenly and, and the shepherds go. And they find the babe wrapped in the swine clothes. And an angel comes. And, and suddenly and there was an angel. A multitude of the heavenly hosts. Praising God and saying. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth. Peace. Goodwill towards men. Say Jesus is my answer. Say Jesus is my healing. Jesus is my deliverance. Jesus is my feasting table. Jesus is my banqueting table. Stick that one in your back pocket and we'll come back to that in a minute. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever should believe upon him should not perish but have everlasting life. Say, Jesus was the son that was given to me, the seed of the kingdom. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, he made him who knew no sin to be sin, so that I could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say, I am in Christ Jesus. So God set, set things up that Jesus would be born at a significant recorded moment in human history, the census. That he came as a vulnerable seed, the environment specifically chosen, the time frame specifically chosen, born in the lowliest states, born in a feeding trough, that 33 years later he would have, you, we would have to eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. John chapter 6, 6, 6, verse 53. John chapter 6, 
verse 53. We were Jesus prophetically placed, the Son of God prophetically, specifically placed in a feeding trough that 33 years later in John chapter 6, verse 53, he says, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you will have no part in the kingdom. And guess what? That's when everybody left him. And he turns to the disciples, will you leave me too? Because they accused him. Are they into, what kind of weird stuff are they into? Eating human flesh and drinking human blood? But they did not get the concepts of the kingdom of God. Every time we do communion, we're reenacting the moment when Jesus sowed his life into the earth. Because unless a seed is planted and dies, it does not produce. But if a seed goes into the ground, it begins to produce. Say, I'm a producer of life, abundance. God's interested in fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and that your fruit remains. And the only way you can do it is if you keep your head in the clouds and your feet fir firmly placed in the obedience to God. How can you do that? It's a kingdom thing. I'm speaking to kingdom people. You must get the concepts revealed to you. It's not a dissemination of information. It's an unveiling of the secret mysteries. Hmm. Acts 1, chapter 6, it's... They're about to receive 10 days after Acts chapter 1. They're about to receive 10 days later in Acts chapter 2, the outpouring of Pentecost. But in Acts chapter 1 verse 6, the disciples pose the question to Jesus. At this time, will you restore the kingdom? Are you going to come with 10,000 angels? And are you going to remove Caesar Augustus and sit upon the throne in Jerusalem? And they didn't get it. And we as a church don't get it still. We're getting it. But you need to understand, everything begins as a seed. In Acts chapter 2, where they're gathered together, 10 days after this, they're all in agreement, 120 were left. And the, and the Holy Spirit came. And they're empowered and the church was born. That Pentecost that changed the world was a seed. It wasn't a massive army coming in, but something was birthed. Something happens when something is birthed. Say, Father, give me a grace to birth my calling. To birth my election. To birth my dream. To birth the answers. To birth the solutions. I am a seed that has been sown into the ground. Just like Jesus. And I will produce powerfully. 
John chapter 17, Jesus said to the Father, prayed this to the Father, it's in the red. He prayed to the Father, don't take them out of the world. Keep them in it. Why? Because the Son is a seed. The huios is a seed. Hmm, I'm skipping through. Help me, Jesus. All the seed, the seed in John chapter 12, verse 24, unless the seed fulfills its falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But it dies, if it dies, it produces much fruit. Matthew 13, 24 through 30. And Matthew 13, verse 13, verse 36, it talks about the parable of the wheat and the tares. And then in, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 36, it talks, and, and God explains it. And he said, the seeds are the sons that are sown. The good sons. Say, I am a good son. In Christianity, and I'm going to finish with this. As opposed to all other world religions. Say, Christianity is different than all other world religions. In all other world religions, you have to do something to get something. It's, you always are trying to get to the next level. You're always trying to be better. You're always trying to accumulate till you get to enlightenment. That's how all other religions around the world, but not Christianity. In Christianity, you get everything in the beginning. And it is unveiled and revealed through the process of your obedience and being in the right atmosphere, producing much fruit. In Christianity, you get everything, but it's in a seed form. It's got to be so. You've got to understand, the kingdom of God is a seed. The word of God is a seed. And you must give it time. You must nurture it. You must put it in the right place. And you must water it before it will produce the fruit. Pentecost, where 3,000 people got saved in one day, was the seed. What will be the harvest at the end time? I'm seeing what I can miss. I wanted to show you a white screen with a little dot on it and ask you what you see. And if you look a little closer, you'd notice that it was a apple seed. And you could say, I see a, an apple seed. But you have to put on your sanctified imaginations and you got to see a massive pie factory. You got to see the big apple near Coburg. Six billion pies sold. That's what you need to see in the seed. On the inside of the seed, there's the embryo. Which inside the embryo are the, the leaves, uh, the first leaves. And on the inside of the embryo of that little seed are, is, the, is the sprout. Uh, on the inside of that little seed is a 
the, the minutia, uh, something like that. It's, it's, it's the, the root systems. I wish I could take time to break it down a little bit better, but on, on the outside of that seed is the endosperm. Every nutrition that you would need, that seed would need to birth something. The outside was a coating to keep it safe until it was planted. But then that cracks off and then begins to produce fruit, much fruit, more fruit, and fruit that would remain. Stand with me this morning. You don't know why you're in the situations you're in. And I just want to say to you this morning, there is far more that are for you than are against you. He has really put you in that situation and you feel like, how am I going to do it? You need to just take a breath. You need to just look around. Sit down. Be confident that you're a seed. And you've been planted on purpose. That you have purpose. And he, that he wants to bring fruitfulness into your life. Jeff, would you mind going to the keys? It's quarter two. If you have children that are in, over in the children's service or in the fours and fives and twos and threes, it would be probably a good idea to go check if they need help. And I just want to bless you, and I'm going to ask a couple questions. So, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we are seeds. But we thank you, Lord God, that your son was sown as a seed into this world. Thank you, it's sown into my heart. And that seed is beginning to produce abundance. Father, I bless these people today. Father, I pray that their perspective would change of who they are and what's happening. That, Father God, they will not see themselves as a victim in things happening to them. There would be a perspective shift that because they're sown into this situation, everything for the better is about to happen. Father, I'm asking that you'd cause your face to shine upon all the people in this room and all the people watching online and all the people hearing my voice this day. Father God, bless them. Strengthen them. Give them the grace to see your goodness, to lay hold of your goodness. Be watered by your goodness today. Just lift open your hands right now and just say, Father, I just, I'm the seed and I've been planted in darkness. And I need to be watered this morning. I need the water of your spirit. I need the rivers of living water. I've been planted in darkness. And I'm understanding my purpose to be light and life and liberty and tasting ambassador from your from your realm father i 
I'm asking today you would water us with your goodness. You would cause our seeds to grow. In Jesus' mighty name. There may be some people that need just a a little bit more water this morning. Well, I got news for you. I'm a fire hose. And I want to just release rivers of living water. Once again, if you have children, please go get them. But if you, if you need prayer this morning, just run up here as quick as you can. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Lord. Saints, just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. If you can just hang, if you can't, that's okay. Bless you. If you need to be up here, get up here. Don't, don't be ashamed. So just uh, as you're coming up, I forgot to celebrate Tom DeHaan and Shauna Jenkins. So if you, they take all denominations, five, tens, fifties, just bless them, hug them, tell them you love them. It's Christine Cohen's birthday, I think, yesterday. Is that right? Was it yesterday? Today? Friday, two days ago. Jolie was Friday as well. So also, Christine and Jolie take all denominations. Checks can be made out to their personal name. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for family.